Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Have you ever heard about a promising new medical treatment but wondered why it's not available for you or your loved ones? From Offscript Health, welcome to Before We Die, the podcast where you'll meet the medtech innovators who will share the hurdles, successes, and heartbreaking failures in getting their products to patients before we die. I'm Joey Brenneman from Offscript Health. Now, this is not a podcast about death and dying, quite the opposite. It is about the amazing technological advances in the medical industry that could potentially save lives. Today's innovation focus is gamma tile therapy, which is a surgically targeted radiation therapy for people with recurrent brain tumors. And here today to tell us all about it is the CEO and president of GT Medical Technologies, Matthew Likens. Matt is a 20-year veteran CEO in healthcare companies with significant successes of bringing newly approved products to patients. But before we talk to Matt, I'd like to welcome back our resident panel of experts and the Before We Die creators, Sandra Miller. Hi, Joey. John McMahon. Hi, Joey. And Craig Allman. Buenos dias, Joey. (laughs) No habla espanol. All right. So how is everybody doing this week? Good. Excited to learn more about brain tumors. Uh, I'm doing fine and looking forward to hearing Matt. He's a, a really cool guy with an amazing company. Yeah, I'm excited too. John, you actually connected us to Matt Lykin. So what what should we know about him? Give us a little backstory. Well, I think he's a really a perfect CEO for, for our community here at Offscript because his whole focus is being successfully getting product to patients, patients and more patients. And I know, Matt, because we sat on a board who had um, a founding engineer, which is more like me than, than Matt. And so that engineer founder was really iterating on the clinical results and was putting off the commercial reach out to patients. And Matt's guidance when he came on was those clinical results, are they're just going to be an empty promise. If you don't get the investments and the resources to look at the patient and the customer needs as equally or actually more important than the trial results. So if you want to really get it to products, which Matt has done super successfully multiple times, then you need to do what he did at GT Medical. And so I think it's a really good fit and it's a serious win for patients. Yeah, and a serious win for us that we get to talk to him today. So let's welcome Matthew Likens to Before We Die. So, Matt, before we start talking about brain tumors, you and I have to talk Ohio because I heard that you're from Ravenna, Ohio, and I grew up in Orville, Ohio. Are you familiar with Orville? I, I am. That's, um, 
Yes, Orville is the home of Smucker's Jelly, is it not? You got it, yes. And I actually babysat for the Smucker's children when I was growing up. <laughs> not too many people can say that. And you really have to be careful how you say that last name. You really do. You really do. And the, they actually had a jelly jamboree when I was growing up, and it was always around my birthday. And they had shirts that would said, with a name like Smucker's, it has to be good. And you you know that people did have to mess with that that t-shirt a lot. <laughs> so Ravenna is only about 25 miles from Orville. Yeah, exactly. Near Kent, right? Yes, I actually went to Kent State University and lived at home uh, for the four years and commuted um, just six miles away. So Matt, let's let's sort of go to the beginning of GT Medical. The company, I guess, was founded about six years ago, and it looks like there were five co-founders. Can you just tell us how the company came to be and how they came to do this? Um, yes, it actually goes back to 2011. And the five co-founders, and I'm not one of the co-founders, were all brain tumor specialists, and they were working at the Barrow Neurological Institute in Phoenix. That's one of the leading uh, centers for the treatment of brain tumors in the world, actually, not just in the U.S. They would have patients who had been previously treated at the Barrow with a tumor resection, and then the standard of care as far as follow-up radiation therapy, come back in with a recurrence of their tumor. So resection is just the removal of the tumor, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in all tumors don't have to be resected, but tumors of a certain size do in order to relieve the pressure and to uh, get that mass out of the brain. The standard of care involves ongoing radiation therapy on a repeated basis following that Mm -hmm. tumor resection. When the tumor recurred, they were eligible for another, another resection, but oftentimes the ravages from their first experience made follow-up radiation therapy impossible. And if you can't provide additional therapy, after a second resection, the tumor would recur really quickly. And so they kept turning patients away. So then gamma solves a really big problem. A clinical need that was not being met made them coalesce and say, there's got to be a better approach to this follow-up radiation therapy than weeks and weeks of daily external beam uh, radiation, which didn't work very well and caused all of these negative side effects. And how did you come to this party? Did they find you? And how long ago did you join the, the team? Yeah, so, so maybe I could just say that they formed an LLC, and their goal was to utilize the concept called brachytherapy, so seeds with radioactive isotopes embedded in them, in order to approach the radiation therapy from the inside out rather than external beam. So that was the whole concept that they uh, wanted to perfect and then get into an IRB study. They did that. They enrolled 120 patients in an IRB study, uh, Investigational Review Board approved study uh, at the Barrow Institute beginning in 2013. I found out about it in 2017 as they had received a licensing offer from a large medical device company and they were looking for someone with some experience who would be objective in giving them a little advice as to whether that offer reflected the value that they'd created. And did you have any experience with this area before? I'd never been in the neurospace before, but in so many other therapeutic areas over the last 40 years, I know good data when I see it. And it was really striking, the improvement in patient outcomes associated 
with gamma tile therapy, which is uh, wh what they were calling uh, this new approach. One of the things that's also important to mention is that while you've been in sort of CEO roles uh, of various kinds for the past 20 years, prior to that, you were working and had really critical uh, senior roles in large medical device manufacturing companies. So you'd sort of been there, you know, at that table many, many times and involved in the process of taking devices to market. Uh, a couple of years with Johnson & Johnson right out of school, but had nothing to do with healthcare. So it was a, a now long defunct division of J&J. But the J&J, the credo of J&J, I think is still a very powerful. And so that, that was a great experience. And was in a sales training program with them and then joined Baxter Healthcare shortly thereafter and was there for 23 years. So Matt, let's talk about the credo because some people may not know about that and it's it's incredibly important. It's a, a sort of a north star that many people whether they were at J&J &J or not, it's seen as this really powerful model of ethics. This is a long time ago for me, <laughs> okay? But, but the, the goal was providing as much support as possible to physicians, to nurses, to healthcare providers. But I think that focus on the clinicians who are helping patients navigate through the various challenges that they have and that patient focus is so critical. That's what we emphasize at GT Medical as well. We can't go too far wrong as if everything we're doing, we're keeping that patient outcome foremost in our minds. As I was introduced to the J&J Credo, one of the things that was so important about it is that it was this framework that executives, anyone in the company, when they had to make decisions, they could use that, like, does this stand up to the credo? Are we in alignment with the credo to, about the decisions that we need to make? Because sometimes you're sometimes forced to choose between business and what's best for patients. And so the credo sort of lays that out very clearly, like, hey, guys, it's about the patients first. Um, so I think that's that's super cool. The first day we started uh, GT Medical and we established our purpose as a company, uh, that being improving the lives of patients with brain tumors. Awesome. So let's dig into what the gamma tile itself is, what the procedure's like. And I think quickly before we do that, can we talk for a minute about brain tumors themselves? I'm guessing that not all brain tumors are alike. How many brain tumors are uh, suitable or not suitable, however you want to approach this, for a gamma tile procedure. And can I just jump in and ask how many patients are we talking about? I'm just curious about the numbers and how many people have brain tumors. Yeah. So if we look at the overall market in the U.S., uh, the incidence of brain tumor diagnoses, about 400,000 diagnoses each year. About half of those are newly diagnosed brain tumors. That patient has not had one before. And about half, 200,000 are recurrent brain tumors. So of the recurrent and newly diagnosed, roughly 60 to 70,000 of those are considered operable brain tumors. Those are the tumors where gamma tile therapy can be really effective in helping that patient uh, recover and avoid early recurrences of the tumor and really extend life. We've got really great data that way. Okay. And can you just explain the different kinds of tumors? Uh, three major types, really. Glioblastomas or GBMs, also known as high-grade gliomas. And that's the most virulent type of tumor. 
And unfortunately, if you're diagnosed with a GBM, it's really just a matter of time. Um, there are not effective treatments to allow patients to fully recover from a GBM. A little different with metastases. So metastases are tumors that have settled in the brain, but have come from some other part of the anatomy where the patient has suffered from cancer elsewhere. And then there are meningiomas, which are maybe the less severe, they're slower growing, they may or may not be cancerous, uh, but often they form a mass and still have to be removed. Okay, thank you for laying that out. So let's say I have one of these tumors that's operable. You know, tell us a little bit more about like what actually like is the, the gamma tile? How big is it? You know, is it the size of a postage stamp? Is it the size of a business card? You know, help us sort of really get a, a clearer sense of what's happening when we get a, a gamma tile. Yes. And, and I think, Sandy, the, the best way to think of it is by contrasting it with today's you know, when people hear standard of care, this is a pet peeve that I have now. They think, oh, I'm getting the standard of care. It must be the best care yeah. possible. That's not the case. Okay. And, and too often, newer technologies are very slow to be adopted because you don't have quite enough data yet. Even those that are making such an advancement like gamma tile therapy is, is so slow. It, when these patient outcomes today are absolutely dismal, especially patients with GBMs. Okay, wait wait a second. I think this is a really important point, and I just want to make sure that it's clear for our listeners, because what you're saying is that even when something really successful like Gamatile comes along, it can be very slow to get adopted. So in the meantime, what is being done? Today's standard of care, surgery, a day or two in the hospital, the patient goes home. And it's called maximal safe resection of the tumor. Okay. Safe resection, meaning they can't be too aggressive. They can't get every last tumor cell out. Yeah. If they're that aggressive, they are likely to cause significant damage to the remaining eloquent brain tissue. Could affect speech, memory, movement, you know, and the life of that patient could be compromised as a result. So a maximal safe resection, by definition, leaves residual tumor cells mm -hmm. in the bed. Something's got to be done to address that. Mm -hmm. With today's standard surgery, a day or two in the hospital and you go home and nothing happens for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Those tumor cells are replicating the residual they're going, ones. Yeah, they're going, hey, let's get going again. Right? Why? Yeah, these are cancer yeah. cells. They're replicating quite rapidly, right? Uh, but that wound, the surgical wound, has to heal before the patient can withstand daily external beam radiation. Got it. That goes on for, from one to six weeks on a daily basis with the goal of removing the residual tumor cells. So gamma tile therapy, let's, let's contrast it. Surgical resection, maximal safe resection, residual tumor cells are left. In the last five minutes of that procedure, radiation oncology comes up to the operating room delivers the appropriate number of tiles to the neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon grabs them, wets the tile, and literally tiles the cavity that has been created, the floor and the walls where that tumor was with gamma tiles. Anywhere from three tiles, we've had one procedure with 22 tiles, <laughs> depending upon the size of that cavity. Wow. Uh, and, and the patient is sur surgically closed then. 
and that's it. Okay. But it goes to work immediately to address the residual tumor cells. And the dose that's created within that cavity is two and a half times the dose than one can achieve from external sources. So highly lethal, right at the time of surgery with the least amount of tumor burden, and one and done. That's it. In this case, lethal is a good in a good way. It's good. <laughs> lethal it's, it's to the tumor. <laughs> but there's a structural offset within our carrier. Carrier is a collagen-based carrier, and there are four seeds with radioactive isotope embedded in the carrier. The carrier provides a structural offset that is enough to protect the remaining eloquent brain tissue, but a lethal dose for the residual tumor cells. Okay, wait a second. I just want to make sure that I understand this. So the gamma tile is a tiny tile made of collagen that carries or holds these radioactive seeds. And you use these tiles by putting them next to each other in the part of the brain where the tumor was removed so that those seeds can provide the necessary radiation and that that can happen as part of the recovery. And then you don't have to wait until you recover for brain surgery to get radiation because it's already there as part of that initial surgery. Is that right? We call it an elegantly simple design that works really well. And that collagen is just resorbed into the adjacent tissue over a period of about six weeks and does not have to be removed. Wow, that is really incredible. Okay, so I have tons of questions. So first of all, like how big is this? This is like a postage stamp. A little larger than a postage stamp is 20 millimeters square. Okay. Four millimeters thick. Four seeds are equidistant from one another. And as you abut one tile to another tile to another tile, as you are tiling that cavity, the dosimetry is amazingly equal. You know, there are no hot spots or cold spots. In fact, radiation oncologists and medical physicists, as they look at the post-surgery dosimetry scans that are done, are just amazed at how even the dose is, which leads to the safety that's been characterized by gamma tile there. Okay, so for our listeners, Matt was, you know, holding up and, and showing uh, the gamma tile, and it is about the size of a postage, postage stamp. 20 millimeters is a little more than an inch, maybe an inch and a quarter. But one of the questions that I have is, it's a square. You know, why a square versus round? I mean, I don't know. This It doesn't seem like... Well, it's, and it's never just one square. Yeah, okay. You know, it's, it's three squares or five squares or six squares or 10 squares that are abutted uh, against one another. And when, it, when they're wet, you know, normal saline or whatever the surgeon is using, uh, it's quite conformable to whatever the shape of the cavity is. Yeah. What are patients reporting after the, the procedure? Do they have any sense that there have been these little postage stamps put in their heads? If they've had a previous procedure, they're reporting the fact that, oh my gosh, is that all there is? <laughs> you know, the one and done nature of it and the improvement in quality of life Can you imagine if you only have 10 months to live and you're going to spend a month and a half shuttling back and forth to a radiation center, and as part of that, you're going to be nauseous, you have to depend on somebody to drive you there, you're likely to lose all your hair, and it doesn't work, right? I mean, so if there was a therapeutic benefit, if you were actually eliminating those residual tumor cells and extending life, yes, that could all be worth it. But the fact is it doesn't work and there have not been improvements in patient outcomes with brain tumors in the last 10 years. 
how many gamma tiles, how many people are walking around with, with uh, or have had these uh, implanted? Yeah, approximately 600 at this point. So this is a really silly question, but, and I think the answer is no, but like, do these show up on an x-ray? Can you, and like when I walk through the airport, you know, security thing, are there little things that show up on in my head or... Probably not in an, in an airport, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but if, if for follow-up MRI or CT scans, yes, you can you can see you can see the seeds, not the tiles themselves, but the seeds are encapsulated in a titanium covering. Uh, titanium is is inert, right. uh, and so no problem. But you can see where they where they are, which is actually quite handy. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, so a minute ago, you were talking about standard of care and how, how slow and frustrating the process is to get in new innovations to patients that are dramatically better, have dramatically better outcomes, right? Yeah, I have to give the founders a lot of credit for having great dialogue with the FDA. We ended up with our final submission in early 2018, then completed you know, our expensive uh, uh, toxicology study and biocompatibility study. And so the initial approval was just for recurrent intracranial neoplasm. So okay. recurrent brain tumors. Right. And that was in July of 2018. And we were ready to go in January of 2019 with the first commercial procedure. Okay. So if I'm Someone who hap who has one of these operable brain tumors, and let's say I'm in Rovena, Ohio, can I get that procedure in the local hospital? Where where is it available today? In let's just talk about the U.S. first. We have 62 adopting centers right now. Okay, Sandy, have you ever tried to launch a new technology that no one has ever heard of before with a uh, called gamma tile therapy. Uh, uh, full market release actually began in March of 2020, March 15th of 2020. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. So, and so there was something about a global pandemic. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, oh yeah. my goodness, man. So anyway, that, that was <laughs> launching, you know, anything. I mean, e even in the yeah. best of times, it's very difficult. Yeah. So that's what we've been through. And so on one hand, we are absolutely thrilled to be into 62 institutions, MD Anderson, Memorial Sloan Kettering, Emory University, University of Southern California, University of Minnesota was the first to adopt, uh, you know, and a host of others around the country. Yeah, I mean, this is this is something that I think it's important for our, our audience to understand. The more the, that you hear about what it actually takes and the time that it can actually take, you know, you got over that massive hurdle of FDA approval 
critical approval. Then it's like the process of getting it out, commercializing this at massive scale and getting it into hospitals, you know, I think is interesting, you know, no matter where you are in the country to understand that, yes, it could be available. It just might not be available near you. Yet. <laughs> so here's the frustration. There are 650, roughly, institutions in the country that treat brain tumors. And so we're in 10% of them now. As I mentioned before, no improvements in patient outcomes who are suffering from brain tumors in, in 10 years. Uh, Novacure has uh, a device called Optune, which was approved in 2012, only for patients with GBMs. Mm -hmm. That has improved outcomes since 2012, nothing since then. Now there's gametile therapy. One would think that there would be 650 adopting institutions with anything that shows any improvement at all. And we're talking about a significant improvement in patient outcomes, both really delaying time to tumor recurrence and improving median overall survival for patients. It's a long slog to get new technology adopted. We are also investing in additional clinical studies in order to validate the effectiveness of this from a randomized controlled trial standpoint. So John, as you've been listening to all of this, do you have any questions for Matt? For this postage stamp to go in, how many additional people are on the scene there to help that patient? Yeah, so we will have at least one clinical consultant in the procedure, and typically our sales representative would also participate. And the day before the procedure, especially if it's a newly adopting institution, we'll have a, a dry run, right? A walkthrough as far as how the product needs to be stored uh, in medical physics and how it needs to be transported. It's transported in stainless steel uh, containers, and it's only opened once you get into the operating room and as the neurosurgeon is really ready to place the tiles. So we'll go through that walkthrough so that everybody's really comfortable. And game time, you know, the neurosurgeon will then um, contact radiation oncology about 30 minutes before he or she is ready for the tiles. And, uh, and then it takes place. And we want to have a presence there in at least the first three procedures with every newly adopting institution. Beyond that, they don't. They say, well, what are you here for? Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is so it. simple. You know, get out of here. We don't yeah. need you anymore. But you have a radiation oncologist is also in the room, right, that would normally be there. Is that correct? Yeah, typically they're in the room, although we have institutions where they merely deliver the gamma tiles to the operating room and then leave. Medical physics will typically come by then and do a post-procedure scan of the room just to, to recognize what level of ambient radiation is in the room. There's a certain threshold that is required. We've always been way below that threshold. Once that uh, bone flap is replaced on the patient, that eliminates any excess radiation uh, from, from coming out. I can just say from when I worked in hospitals and around the labs where they were doing imaging, like the cath labs and other places, I mean, the hospitals have really good protocols across the board, the vast majority. There are really good, well-established protocols in place to manage all that, monitor any exposure and, and keep everything very safe. Yeah, this is really attractive to patients who have already had one procedure and they understand 
just how miserable that experience is. So if they have a recurrence and we have patient navigators now, patients who have benefited from Gamatile and can tell the differences so much more eloquently than we can. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We thought that the best way to find out more about Gamma Tile would be to actually talk to a patient who had this procedure. We reached out to Shannon Akins, a patient who has been dealing with recurrent brain tumors since 2003. Shannon had two previous surgeries with the standard of care that we talked about, external beam radiation and chemotherapy. But then, when her tumor returned, she chose the Gamma Tile procedure this time, and here's what she had to say. in 2018, I found out that my tumor was growing back again. It had already been removed twice before then. So, um, and I had also had dealings with, um, just briefly, a, a external beam radiation in 2014 was part of my standard of care at that point. So my, my neurosurgeon, who had been with me throughout my history, was like, well, you know, I just heard about this um, gamma tile. So I was, you know, very interested. And of course, he walked me through it, showed showed me a, a tile. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I looked at a couple of other patient stories. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is definitely something I'm interested in. With the gamma tile, it immediately starts directing its the radiation to the portion of the, the brain, the cancer that it needs to. And so you don't have any hair loss with that and don't have the fatigue. They pretty much, you know, sew you up and you're ready to, to get out there again. And what was the recovery like this time as opposed to before? Recovery was different. Um, I got out of the hospital within like two days. As soon as I got out of the hospital, I made it a point to like go on walks and be active and you know, do everything that I could to keep myself healthy. So comparing um, external beam radiation recovery time to gamma tile uh, recovery time was, is pretty much night and day. So Matt, it's great to hear from an actual patient, but how else have you been measuring the success of gamma tile? And can you just give us a sense of what the quality of life and or the longevity is? So uh, Dr. Clark Chen uh, from the University of Minnesota, who did the first commercial gamma tile procedure, patient's name was Linda. It's actually quite an interesting story. It was her fourth surgery. Mm. She had a recurrent glioblastoma. From that procedure until late last year, he had treated 43 patients with recurrent glioblastoma. 22 of those patients, he utilized gamma tile. 21 patients, he utilized the standard of care, follow-up external beam radiation. He then measured time to recurrence, and he measured median overall survival. 
the gametile cohort had a seven-month improvement in median overall survival compared to the non-gametile patients. I just really admire your diligence and all that it takes to get a new product to market and to patients. And I know that you give a lot of credit to your founders, but your leadership is really clear. And I think that what I'm also understanding is how important the business side is, as well as the medical and technology sides, and how it's really important that all of that is in alignment. You know, so we hit about seven and a half million in revenue last year. We're going to 14 million this year. We're going to be at 25 million next year. And it's up, up and away. And it's not because, you know, we're brilliant. It's because this is a therapy that's really needed out there. And we are investing in significantly growing our infrastructure in order to proliferate this uh, wherever we can. It is so much better for patients. So, um, Thank you for the opportunity to tell the story uh, here and congratulations on this podcast. I I think hopefully it'll be uh, uh, educational for a wide variety of folks who are looking at uh, cutting edge technology. Well, it has been incredibly informative talking with you and so exciting to hear about Gamma Tile as a new option for patients with recurrent brain tumors. So thank you so much for being here and taking the time to talk with us today. We really appreciate it. What an incredible conversation with Matthew Likens. It was just so educational and really inspiring to hear that these advancements are happening. And I'm just so glad that someone like him is at the helm. Craig, what were your thoughts as you were listening to Matt? Yeah, I want to make a a bunch of little random points and then a a really big point Mm -hmm. I think we can all kind of chew on to end. Uh, I was a little worried at the beginning because it sounded like we were starting in a Simpsons episode, you know, Springfield versus Shelbyville. (laughs) Um, Go isotopes. (laughs) And, you know, that that could only be problematic. But uh, then we got into it. And the interesting thing about Matt is that he was serially successful and had retired and had a really nice life. And, you know, thought he'd help out some, some doctor guys who had a product idea. And he said that he learned to really like data and he was knocked out by their data. I'm putting words in his mouth. And that's what got him back into the business. I can understand that. Dealing with brain tumors is really hard. You're talking about uh, end of life for everybody who gets it. And the chance to actually do something to improve people's lives is was just too important yeah. to sit on the sidelines for. And I'm... I admire him for that. Okay. Now, uh, the big idea, uh, and it's, I think, one of the most important things anyone will ever say in this series, uh, Matt just blurted out, which is that the phrase, the standard of care, does not mean the best care possible. And I want to throw that back to the team to have you guys discuss that. I remember just really hearing that a lot, like, and thinking that very same thing, like the word standard of care just getting thrown around and then learning, oh, but that's just what they do for everybody. But there are these more precise treatments that you could actually get. But the standard of care is what everybody gets. And I had to like retrain my brain to know what that is. That's what patient advocacy is about, right? To close that gap between what you're being told Is it the most effective? Is it the right thing for you? What are the dynamics going on? Because 
people like to believe that their local institution and the people they know are providing, you know, you have access to the best you have. So that goes to the Gamatile, where it's part of the inspiration for doing this show is so that more people know, uh, have awareness about some of these things so that you can ask some of these questions. It's like, you know, I'm talking to my neurosurgeon and they're telling me about, okay, so you have this operable brain tumor and we're going to do this. This is the standard way we treat these things. This is what you should expect and so forth. Unless you know that there's this might be this other thing out there available, you may not know to ask for it. Matt said that this, you know, this was available in 10% of hospitals in the country. What if you're in the other 90%? And you can just see the the big impact in terms of the outcomes of that particular patient. This stuff gets personal pretty quickly in terms of whether it's you or a family member and the experience that they can have versus the, quote, standard of care. But the bigger side, one of the things he did touch on is to standardize care, something this group did very early on, which is very unusual, is looking at reimbursement and getting, making sure that this product has the economics behind it so it makes it scalable. It actually should be a case study for other physician innovators um, because it is such an anomaly that they took those steps. Yeah, I just want to go back to the concept for patients that the phrase standard of care, they should consider a floor and not a ceiling. Exactly. And I'll give you a, for instance, that happened to me yesterday. I had a, a CT scan of my chest and the standard of care is that you repeat it once a year. And my doctor said, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't feel good doing that. Let's do it in six months especially the first time. Yeah, I know it's the standard of care, but I, I don't feel good about it. Did you ask him if he had a planned vacation? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, to me, that's that's a great doctor. Now, yeah. it's, it's a totally trivial test, but he knew what the standard of care was and he didn't want to do it. He thought it was too conservative. Yeah. And that's a very trivial, for instance, if, God forbid, something's growing, it's a really big deal that he didn't wait the extra six months, which is the standard of care. Absolutely. So th this applies not simply for, oh, you've got a brain tumor, that's a really big deal, but for regular medical issues that we all have day to day. So let's leave our listeners with that to encourage everyone to push beyond the standard of care and inquire about what other options might be available to you for whatever health issues you're dealing with. That is our show for today. Special thanks to CEO and president of GT Medical Technologies, Matthew Likens, and to our Before We Die panel of experts, Sandra Miller, John McMahon, and Craig Allman. We also just want to remind you that you can listen to our Lab Before Slab mini episodes where Sandy, John, and Craig geek out about other fascinating happenings in the med tech world. And as always, our hope is that the cutting edge technology that we talk about on this show, like gamma-tile therapy, will be available to the patients who need them before we die. Thanks for listening. Before We Die is an Offscript Health production. The executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our senior producers are Joey Brenneman and Ariel Nachman. Before We Die is mixed by Kyle Moore. Our Before We Die panel of experts and creators of the show are Sandra Miller, John McMahon, and Craig Allman. 
If you like the show, ratings and reviews are always welcome. Leave us a message at 855-AUDIO-66. That's 855-283-4666. Share your healthcare stories with us and we might just play them on the air in a future episode. For more information, visit Offscript.com. That's OffscriptNoT.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.